at the party Richter. Hello and welcome to See You at the Party Richter. Today we'll be discussing Arnold Schwarzenegger's 2000 movie, The Sixth Day. My name is Aaron Frescas. With me, as always, is Joseph Beck Castro. Hello. All right, uh, Joe, so a fan of this movie or no? Uh, I have seen this movie. Do you not really remember it? That's about all I've got for you. Really? I've watched it back in the day. I mean, it was always confusing that the end of days came out the year before. So he had end of days and then sixth day, like back to back. Yeah. Um, the only thing I really remember about this movie is I believe he's in a flying car at some point. Uh, but that's pretty much all I have for you. Okay. So I, I like, I remember this movie. I like this movie. Um, my, uh, like memory of this movie is pretty similar to to yours of the end of days, which was I watched it with my dad. That's pretty much where that ends. But like, I don't have any like my dad wasn't like that guy right there or anything like that. But uh, I watched it with my dad. Um, it was I was surprised at how good it was. But again, what was I? Seven. I was 17. I mean, I like it. It's got a little bit of a sci fi thing. It's got the the bad guy from from what I remember. It's got the the villain is the guy from Ghost. Who is uh kills gets Patrick Swayze? You know he ghosts him, but not like he's not like Whoopi Goldberg. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, yes, the villain in this movie is played by Whoopi Goldberg. Hmm, interesting. But uh, <laughs> and then I, uh, I don't know. It's got a bunch of Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it. I know it's got at least two. I think it's about cloning. Oh, interesting. Yeah, maybe it's got six of them. It, wait, is his name is his name Day? Like you know, Charles Day, <laughs> the and day. then the the sixth close one is the sixth day. <laughs> he's like the the true, you know, clone. That's definitely what it would have been called if it was, or if the plot if it was written by uh, Stephen D'Souza, the writer yeah. from <laughs> from Commando. But yeah, uh, we just wrote a better movie right there. Yeah, <laughs> I I remember liking it, but yeah, I mean, I like sci-fi but there's a lot of different genre um as alex trebek would say rest in peace of sci-fi you know i'm not really into kind of super futuristic like star trek yeah me stuff neither. i'm more of like uh i like stuff kind of grounded i guess which doesn't make sense for sci-fi but basically like set in our world it's kind of the same reason i don't like fantasy it's because it's like old-timey people you know like i don't give a shit about 1600 you know, Renaissance era people like wizards and all that shit. Like it doesn't appeal to me because I don't care about that time. And I can't relate to any of these people. So I can't re- relate to that shit. Exactly. Like I, I have the same problem with, uh, this like somewhat on topic, but anyway, like video games, uh, the problem with the most video games is that most of them are like space, like sci-fi or fantasy shit. And I'm like, this, I like this. Are you talking about like space stuff, right? Yeah. And, but like, futuristic space stuff where they don't yeah you know they might be like oh i'm listening to the beastie boys in the year 2284 and you're like okay yeah like you know all the cool kids nowadays are listening to bach and shit like that doesn't happen you know it's not really like grounded in reality so that type of genre doesn't really <laughs> interest me but something near futury you know yeah uh anything time travel like fucking count me in i'm all about it yeah like, I, don't, I don't care uh but this seems like cloning which is like an interesting sci-fi trope and it doesn't seem too far in the future where it's kind of uh unattainable you know it's not like 
the year 2493 or something so but still like it's a little more grounded so like it's it's a little more like total recall to where yes like it's not actually. like some like crazy crazy story to where you're like see it's 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 a weird line because like you got like these type of movies but then like where's the line to where like the uh what's that movie called with bruce willis uh fifth element yeah like that one's fine i like that one yeah that's just a well-made movie like it's not really you know there there's certain things like you know i can say i hate um fantasy but uh i do like game of thrones because it's just a good show at least it was at some point um but for the most part i hate any sort of setting like that fifth ellen is a good example of that like far away in the future like normally it's not my jam but uh that's just a good movie so yeah so like i'm trying to think like man but it's not usually something i'd be like oh yeah that mo- that looks awesome or it's like it like mainly i'm thinking about video games to where it's like most of them are like i said are either with that or that to where it's kind of hard to get something that's a little more not not grounded but like it's it's a lot of the same relatable yeah it i, I agree yeah. that's it's all bit- it's all like s- shooters in space and shit like that but yeah yeah, killing a bunch of random aliens you don't care yeah. about. Um, and then you have to learn a whole lore of like how different worlds and times work, you know? It's just like, I I want to play some video games, not take a fake history <laughs> lesson, you know? I mean, that's why I love like Fallout. That series is my favorite. Um, and New Vegas is my favorite game because it's, it's kind of like weird, like small alternate reality where kind of got stuck in the 50s and then you know everybody or china bombed us and then it's like in the future but it's still like real if that makes sense like yeah nobody's there's not too many ridiculous characters it's kind of a post post apocalyptic game it's not like i mean okay there's some aliens and shit but that's just a very very small portion but it's not super scientific or sci-fi like future shit you know, it's not just like Halo or something. Yeah, and it's not just uh, post-apocalyptic, like everything falls apart. Like yeah, uh, the movie The Road. You know, it's kind of yeah somewhere in there, but it feels like real people. When I try to play, you know, Skyrim, I'm just like I don't care about any of this stuff. See, like that or like Horizon Zero Dawn. Like people games that people tell me are like super good. I'm like I, I don't. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I can just play Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't want to take a history lesson to play a fucking video game. <laughs> exactly. Like, I want to play the video game and then do the history lessons. I'm like, I want to know more yeah, about if, this. Yeah, if world. I get, like, into it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to learn more about this shit. Yeah. Like, I played Witcher and it was, I got bored after, like, 20 hours, which is nothing for that game, you know? So. Mm. Don't, um, you don't recommend it. Yeah, but that's just me. People love it. And I just. Yeah start watching the show and one episode in so maybe it all henry cavill yeah which uh laura who's been on the podcast says i look like a handsomer henry cavill so wow you know. that's uh it's very that's very nice for her to say yeah I, I don't know what provoked that but um okay. i think she <laughs> i think she likes me uh was she drunk or something probably <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, nah, she said shit. it when she's sober. That's nice of her. Yeah. Did she say it like sarcastically? Like, yeah, you look like a, you know. Maybe. Oh fuck. I don't know. Well, now I gotta find out. <laughs> shit. 
Now, now you just inceptioned my brain. Speaking <laughs> of good sci-fi movies, Inception. There you go. Yeah. It's kind of quote unquote grounded in reality, but it's sci-fi. So. Yeah. But yeah, this uh I remembered having like some cool stuff. I I feel like all of his movies have cool guns, but I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not big into guns, so neither am I, but like, you know, that's that I, I think that was one of the things for this movie, but again I can't remember. Yeah. Alright, well wait, Michael Rappaport's in this movie? Oh, you're picking up the cast? I think he plays like his partner or something, doesn't he? Okay, I like Michael Rappaport. Anyhow, all right, we're going to go watch this movie and return immediately after watching because that's how we do it here because we're professionals. <coughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll recap <laughs> the movie, go over it, and discuss it. So we'll see you in about, I don't know, six seconds. Thank you. Should uh, leave that in. We're professionals. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I might be back. You'll be back. All right, we are back from watching the movie. We are joined again this episode by Mr. Christopher Chapman. Welcome back. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, so, uh, first question, have you ever seen this movie before we started doing this? Yes. So this is, I think, man, this is probably among the first uh, Schwarzenegger movies that I actually saw in the theater because it came out when I was like old enough to like go to the theater and stuff. You were before this. You weren't old enough to go to the theater. I mean, my only memories of going to the theater before this were for like Toy Story two or something like that, like just kids movies and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. So this is like of the time when I was choosing to watch like Schwarzenegger movies and stuff like that, and not just catching them on TV. Yeah, this one was rated PG thirteen. Were you even old enough to go watch this when it came out? I don't think I was. I think my dad probably had to take me. I was. Yeah, I was going to say, who'd you watch it with? Probably my dad. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was with my dad. Okay. Nice. Well, you saw almost a naked body in this. <laughs> oh, so. no. I, I I think I'd already seen T- Terminator by this time. Well, I'm assuming oh, yeah. by this point, he'd already been like seeing plenty of stuff on, you know, like the computer. So Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we, we, we've we discussed this in a previous episode. So yeah. yeah. Uh, collateral yeah. damage. Check it out. Oh, yeah. I was well versed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess it's kind of like when we'd watch a movie you know even if it was total recall and you see three boobs you know it's just like mind-blowing but i guess <laughs> even kids a few years younger just like hmm, i've seen some titties before I'm like whatever <laughs> um which i'm still like when i see them uh, in a movie i'm like oh man boobs awesome <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. some things never change <laughs> um <laughs> All right. Well, we've already delved into boob and porn talk, so this is pretty on <laughs> on par for a typical episode of ours. We are men in our you know mid to late thirties, and this is what we talk about. So there we go. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we can uh, move along to the movie. Aaron, wh- what have you got for us? Okay. So production stuff, real quick, before we get into the actual movie. There wasn't. There's not a ton of it. Uh, first off, the movie was directed by Roger Spotswood, who also directed Turner and Hooch, as well as uh, one of the Pierce Brosnan and James Bond, James Bond films. Yeah, he did Goldeneye, right? Uh, he did Die Another Day, I think. Oh, it was a Die Another yeah, Day? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did Die Another Day. But he also wrote the first 30 or 48 Hours movie which with Eddie Murphy, which I heard is super good, but I haven't actually seen. Yeah. Any of you? Like, I heard it's racist, but I mean, it's supposed to be good. No. I, yeah, I haven't seen it, but... 
it's supposed to be racist. That was, I think, the point, right? Yeah, like, I think so. Look at how racist these guys are. That's bad. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway, but uh, it was written by Marianne and Cormac Wiberly, who are a married couple that also wrote both national, like both National Treasure movies, and then the Charlie's Angels sequel. So, sorry, the movie opened number four at the box office on November seventeenth, two thousand, and was beat out by Charlie's Angels. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and then Rugrats in Paris, which you can just imagine <laughs> Arnold. Yeah. Just imagine Arnold being like, we lost to a movie about French rodents. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so did the did the writers, once this movie opened, they're like, fuck this shit. We're yeah, jumping on that Charlie's Angels train. Charlie's Angels. <laughs> uh, it made $13 million in its opening weekend, which was almost half of its total U.S. gross, which was only $34.6 million. And but wow. yeah, and then you compare that to Ar- the $25 million that Arnold made, like, made to do the movie that he was paid. So, he, yeah, he almost got all of their their uh, US gross and uh I guess you can probably assume that the movie did not meet the box office expectations that I think yeah, it was Sony or Universal had for them, but uh Sony. Sony, okay. It did manage to pull in 96 million worldwide against a budget of 82, so it, I mean it did okay, I guess. I don't know. I guess, but that doesn't really make up for the marketing budget. Yeah. Because that's not usually included in it. That's, that's just production, right? Exactly. So they always say that you should basically like double the production budget. Gotcha. And that's basically what a movie has to make to break even. Okay. Well, they didn't come close. Yeah, but what about that? That sweet um, product placement money from General Motors and Budweiser. <laughs> was there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm trying to think. There was more. Budweiser? Yeah. Yeah. Terry Crews like aggressively drinks a Budweiser in it. Yeah, and I think oh, okay. Michael Rappaport's drinking a Budweiser as well. But yeah, definitely. <laughs> I well, I, plus I I didn't even think about the Budweiser thing, but I saw it in the credits. But the General Motors thing, definitely. It's like, oh no, my Cad- my Cadillac. Yeah, and then you know he's obviously driving a, a Silverado, and there's a Denali. It's like it's pretty aggressive product placement here. The promotional stuff for this movie was kind of disappointing as far as interviews, but I did find a clip of him walking the red carpet with Maria Shriver that's worth watching because of how he answers the first question. Pardon me? Yes, uh, everybody. I would clone you right away so you can ask me the same question twice. <laughs> Mr. Schwarzenegger, since there were two of you, did you get, you know, like a double trailer, more food? You know, did you get any of the benefits? Of what? Since there were two of you in the movie. Yeah, well, I was the producer. So I was very tough with myself. I sat down with myself and I wanted to negotiate two salaries. I said, if I do two, if I'm in there twice, I should get two salaries. But the producer side of me said no. So that was the problem. How do you actually personally feel about blowing and all that business? I feel good about it. I think it's great. What did that guy ask? Okay, so, okay so yeah, exactly. So, did, so you guys didn't hear what he asked, right? No, not the last guy. So he asks, uh, how do you feel about cloning? And the way Arnold answers it, I feel like he... He says that he feels good about it and he thinks it's great, which I think he might have thought that the guy asked about the movie. Like, how do you feel about the movie? Yeah. Because I don't think he would have answered it like that. I mean, maybe he would have, but maybe. But yeah, because like, I'm kind of sure he'd be okay with like another version of himself. You're beautiful. <laughs> yeah. But uh, okay. And then hear me. Eh, whatever. I'll put it in there in a second. But uh, he also did a phone interview for the movie with Howard Stern, which is like pretty much exactly what you'd expect it to be because it's Howard Stern. So it's like some discussion about Arnold and Howard's dongs and then some sex talk. And then there was there was something near the end, though, that, about him talking about future movies that was kind of interesting that I wanted to, like, 
show you guys real fast. There is that nobody is. better on this planet than killing people than you. Yeah, and I you say that. You know I love your films. And, and by the way, give me a, a, a date on Terminator 3. I need that information. Well, I mean, we are going to start shooting probably next, uh, next year, sometimes in the spring. Perfect. But it's not stages. Jim Cameron. It's not Jim Cameron? No. no, Jim Cameron right now is preparing True Lies number two. Oh, is he? So we are doing True Lies number two, Terminator 3, and Dark Savage. So there's a lot of great, great projects coming up. And, you know, I, I love adventure movies and action movies. And, you know, uh, Six Days, one of those films with a great futuristic spin. And I think that people really like to see me in futuristic. And, uh, I like that stuff. with you. And I will go see the movie this weekend. I am going to go see it. Thank you very much. And when you, listen, it's about time you and I became personal friends, where I am allowed into full access to the compound. So okay. Can... Anyway, they start, they start talking <laughs> about whatever. But yeah, so I, like, I wasn't sure about the True Lies thing when I showed it to you. Uh, I think it was during, like, that 9-11 thing. But uh, they were definitely working on it. And I couldn't really tell what he said at the end, like, the last movie. Because he said something like Dark Savages or something like that. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. I don't know. Maybe it's, like, a Conan movie or something. I don't know. I'm curious what that is. I thought that was part of like True Lies 2 colon Dark Savages or something. That makes sense. Like, Maybe. I don't know. If that was the title, that definitely makes sense why they canceled it and said it wasn't <laughs> yeah. uh, appropriate anymore after, after 9-11. Yeah. Good. Okay, I, don't, I don't know that it was all that appropriate in the first place, but you know. True. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Maybe I heard that wrong. I don't know. But. No, it's possible, but uh, uh, anyway, so there was also a Tonight Show interview, but it's pretty cringy. Like, he mostly talks about politics because the Bush-Gore election was happening, and he tries to make some jokes about, uh, tries to make some jokes about it, but within like a couple of minutes, it kind of starts to feel like, like, like when you're watching someone that's new to stand-up comedy just kind of bombing in an open mic. Mm-hmm. So I'm, we're going to skip that one. Yeah, it's, okay. That's good. So yeah. So uh, uh, the next, like, uh, wait, I'm trying to think. One of his jokes was like about uh, Al Gore, and he's like, he's coming out with a new movie now, and it's called uh, True Lies or something like that. And it was like, uh, and it was just like groans from the, yeah. But anyway, so the next couple of videos, quick disclaimer for they didn't come out uh, at the same time as the movie, but the rest of the movie related stuff that I, f- I found wasn't all that great. So, uh, what do you say we watch him on MTV's Pimp My Ride, huh? Huh? <laughs> sure. All right. All right. <laughs> is this from around the same time? Uh, no. Okay. So this is uh, this is when he was already governor, which oh, okay. I yeah. So it's like I think it's like three or four years, or at least four or five years later. I think two thousand four. So four years later. Now it continues uh, on the interior. Actually, this is interesting interior. Well, this is actually hemp. It is. And we it's outlawed in California. You know that. <laughs> I signed the bill to outlaw hemp. Well, How can you do this to me? What are you guys gonna? Property. Because <laughs> the next thing we know is that they rip off materials of the seed and they no, smoke you it. You can't, <laughs> can't have them do that. <laughs> Sorry, there's no. Uh, no yeah. drug property whatsoever. Call the CHP and the So bridge. then they show him the trunk, which of course has a bunch of TVs in it. Oh, man. Look at this. Nice. <laughs> there is some serious action here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is not just a bunch of Austrian guys having a good time. <laughs> this is a whole different ballgame. Great job. Thank you. 
Now, Christopher has not seen this. No, not yet. Now, you know something? He's going to be one happy kid. Definitely. He's going to really blow him away. <laughs> Fantastic. Congratulations. All right. Good thank job. you. Okay. Thanks for coming thank down. You. Thanks listen. for showing it to me. All right. No it's problem. Really terrific. So, Christopher, <laughs> the first time we got to come. First of all, I'm curious if that, like, when that kid watched that episode, he was like, fuck, like, why didn't they introduce me to Arnold? Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, I have to go. Um, and then also, th- this show this show is just funny to me because it's like, do you need the TVs in the trunk? Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's more useless than TVs in a steering wheel, which I think was... <laughs> I don't think it was from that show, but I think like Ludacris had it in his car when they were doing uh, <laughs> pads or whatever, MTV pads or whatever it was called. Oh, yeah. Cribs. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah cribs. Cribs. cribs yeah. There we go. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, this is completely useless. Like, I don't even know why I have it. I'm like, yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and then also weren't, weren't those like redone cars always a problem because they were impractical as fuck? And then like tax something uh, or like that? i think the insurance shot way way up on them that's right and then on top of that i'm pretty sure that like they they very rarely redid anything with the interior like the the mechanics like of the it actual, yeah yeah <laughs> and a lot of times it was like all they did was add weight to a car that it was already having engine problems <laughs> <laughs> which is which is funny for this one because so what they were saying basically was that they turned the car into like eco-friendly so it uses eco-friendly gas which like now it's more expensive for this kid to maintain which yeah definitely <laughs> and harder for him to get gas <laughs> yeah exactly especially in 2004 yeah but yeah. uh Anyway, so, okay, I saved the best one for last. Uh, it's actually a commercial that I think might have come around, uh, like, out at, at the same time as the movie, but I'm not sure. But it's a direct TV commercial that only aired in Japan. So, and it is, interesting. it is amazing. Okay. I like how it starts. What are you planning yeah. to export? Well, the export to Japan will be American entertainment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your entertainment station? Direct TV. <laughs> that is okay. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, that one's great. Okay, so. I, Arnold's like big smiley face. It just <laughs> yeah. fucking kills me every time. Like it just. Yes. Uh, my favorite one of that is in True Lies, where he's doing a thumb war at the end with um with Dana. And- oh yeah, yeah, with uh, Eliza. Dushku? Yeah, and yeah. Lee Curtis, but he's got that big like grin like ha ha It's it's hilarious. Um yeah. so okay, so uh that's all that I have for the for that stuff. And unless you guys have anything else you wanna discuss. I just before. think it's funny watching the beginning of that Pimp My Ride and Exhibit's just standing there looking really awkward. Who is Arnold? <laughs> no, Exhibit. Oh exhibit. Arnold's just giving a spiel, but if you look Did at- you see how happy Exhibit was when uh he uh like when they're like hemp, he's like, yeah, like, yeah, you got to smoke that car. Wait, exhibit, you got to smoke that car. Because he doesn't he talk like that? I don't know. I couldn't see the thing. Uh, I don't know. That's I'm, a little more DMX. Than yeah, exhibit. exactly. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> uh-huh. And that is it for part one of The Sixth Day. So join us next week for part two, which will include the movie summary. And if you want to watch the movie before listening, I believe the only thing it's free on right now is uh, Joe's streaming service of choice, which is Stars. Otherwise, you can rent it on almost like anywhere, just like Amazon, iTunes, what or whatever. And I'm pretty sure you can find it fairly easily online for free. But we don't. First of all, we don't condone that. Secondly, you shouldn't do it.
Anyway, um, I guess all right from Joe and Chris, we want to say thank you for listening. And until next week, we'll... See you at the party, Richter!